You're listening to Connect Communities Podcast, recorded live in Stamford, Connecticut. If you'd like to know more about our community, stop by our website at www.connectcommunity.tv. Enjoy the message. Who's that lady? Who is she? Today, Ruth. Today it's Ruth. Ruth. We're talking about Ruth. But before we go into Ruth, let me tell you, we started the series last week in person. If you missed it, you got to watch it. You got to listen to it. We have it on the podcast and online on YouTube on our channel. This lady started it. The Who's That Lady. We started with a different lady. Yes. With Mary. Mary, the mother of Jesus. Not that Mary had a little lamb. No, she might have had a lamb. (laughs) Well, maybe. Yeah, she might have. Mary, mother of Jesus. And uh, Alini did a great job sharing six lessons uh, from Mary. And today we're going to keep the pattern. We're going to share six lessons from Ruth. Now, if you're familiar with Ruth, it's actually a book in the Old Testament. But it's the story of a young lady who was not an Israelite. Mm -hmm. She was not from the descendant of Abraham. Yeah. uh, uh, Descendants of Abraham. But she shows up in the story amid a tragedy that happened to the family of Elimelech. Elimelech had a wife. Her name was Naomi. And they had two sons, Marion and Chilion. Let me make sure I made them get the names right because these names are, yeah, Malon. Malon and Chilion. Um, and there was a famine in the land uh, of Bethlehem. They're from, they were from Bethlehem. And during that famine, it was so bad that Elimelech decided to pack the van, get his two kids, his two boys, pack the donkey. and his wife, and move to Moab, which was a foreign country outside of Israel, uh, or, or far away from Bethlehem. Uh, and they get there, they work hard. Uh, Mary, Mary, uh, Marion, no, Malon and Chilion. Marry wives. They marry two ladies from the land. Two foreigners. Two Moabites. Yeah. Yeah. And all the three men die. We don't know how they died. We just know that they died. And that's the beginning of the book. The book starts. First few verses. Yeah, it's not That's the story. Joyful beginning. And that's how Ruth is introduced to the story because Ruth was Malon's wife. Chilion married Orpah and... Not Oprah. Not Oprah. <laughs> Orpah. And, and Malon married Ruth. Yes. And when, the, 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 when Naomi hears that the famine in Judah had ceased, that the famine in Bethlehem had ceased, she decided to return to her family. And at this point in the story, these ladies, these two ladies, Orpah and, and Ruth, they were tied to Naomi, mm-hmm. legally bound by them because they were... The, the widows of her sons. But Naomi, she released them from any expectation of following yeah, her. Yeah, being the older yeah. like matriarch, right? She could have been like, I need them because how yes. am I going to survive? Yes. Right? Yes. Being older, not at least the younger ladies had a chance of maybe getting married again and providing yes. for her. Yes. Where, you know, in, in those so days she, that would be needed. Yeah, it would have been needed, yeah. yeah. So instead, though, uh, Naomi says, no, go build your life. Yes. Go back to your families. Mm-hmm. Go find new husbands. Mm-hmm. I have nothing else to give you. The Lord has been, has been severe on me. 
So I'm releasing you from your obligation. That's what she says. I'm releasing you from your obligation. Yeah. Let's go to the scripture and see what happens next. So we read uh, in Ruth chapter 1, verse 7. So she set out from the place where she was with her two daughters-in-law, and they went on the way to return to the land of Judah. But Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go return each of you to her mother's house. May the Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant you, uh, the Lord grant that you may find rest, each of you in the house of her husband. So she's desiring uh, for, for them a new husband, like we said. Then she kissed him and they lifted up their voices and wept. So she released both of them. But Orpah and Ruth said, no, we're we're coming with you. We're coming to your people. We will not abandon you. And then so Naomi doubled down on it. This is what Naomi said. But Naomi said, verse 11, turn back, my daughters. Why will you go with me? Have I yet sons in my womb um, that they may become your husbands? So Naomi was saying, I understand your predicament. Like I said, I understand that you want to that you are committed to me, but I'm releasing you. Go. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what happened is, this happened. Verse 14. Then they lifted up their voices and wept again. And Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. Yeah, so in this, you know, look, Orpah decided to go back to her mother's house. Yeah. Nothing wrong. Like, yes. there's nothing wrong with no. that. There was no, this was like, this was probably the smart thing to do. Yeah. It's like, there was no, there was no obligation. Yeah. There was no future. There was no hope. If she had put on her thinking cap, yeah. <laughs> that's the thing to do. Let me go back to my mom's house and try to figure out what I'm going to do now. Because they, they were going to a foreign land. Yeah, they, they were going to be immigrants. Yeah, so yeah. Orpa and Ruth would be immigrants in this new land. Yeah, in this new land, like completely not knowing anybody, no family relationships, and no husband. And in those days, that was that was bad. Yeah, that was bad luck. Yeah. So, so again, when Ruth clung to Naomi, Naomi went a third time saying, "Hey, no, go back to your people. So look at your sister-in-law. She went back to her mom. She went back to her gods. She went back to." to uh, her old life, you have a chance to do the same. So Ruth looks at Naomi and says, I I will not let go. And she clung to her and said, I will not leave you. I will return with you. And she said, your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. And where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. May the Lord do to me more also, if anything but death, the part parts me from you. So she's making a covenant yeah, like, with Naomi. She's saying, I will not leave you for anything. I'm, I'm in this for you, not for another husband, not for money. I'm, I'm not going to leave you. It, it gives me the chills because I think yes. about the covenant God made with Abraham. So important. Right? In this, like, it is a picture of God's covenant with us. That nothing but death. Yeah can separate us from him right like it's i mean even we we have the option to go to eternity and never do never be separated from him at all but it is a picture of god's covenant with us that he loves us that much that's right 
So here we go. Ruth has this action, right? Because we haven't gotten to the lessons yet. We just wanted to give you... Set the stage. Set the stage so you understand the context. Mm -hmm. So think about this. Here she is, Ruth. She's a foreigner in a, in a new land. Mm -hmm. She's young. Mm -hmm. We know she's young because she was married to the, the, the sons, but she had no kids. So mm -hmm. she probably wasn't married for a long time. Mm -hmm. And she's a widower. She's grieving. She's childless. She's grieving. Mm -hmm. And they're poor. Mm -hmm. They have no money. And she's attached to this lady who can't do anything so for her. she comes with baggage. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and not only baggage, she's in a bad place emotionally. Yeah. She has every reason to be down, she depressed. She has every reason to just say, every I give up. Yeah. Yes. Um, so what do you do? When you're at the bottom, what do you do when you find yourself in a position where it doesn't seem like there's any opportunity for you to come out of it? Because that's where she was. Think about, think about that in our reality, right? What would that do to a person if you went through all those things and you yeah. found yourself in, in Ruth's position? Now, we're, we're, we're not all immigrants. We're not all transports, but we're all exiles in, in some sense. We all have left some kind of comfort. We all have left some place. And we're all marching toward a new reality. Yeah. Right? I think about, this could be in so many, if you just look at your life, it could be in many situations, right? You got married. You never thought it would end in divorce. Yes. And the bottom fell out. That's, that's, you, some, that's a kind of exile. You're you know, healthy, living your life, and all of a sudden you go to the doctor for a checkup and you find out you have cancer. That's a kind of exile. You know, you thought you were going to have babies and you thought your life was going to be filled with children yeah. and then you find out you can't have children. Yes. Right? You, you, were there, in a, you, were, you were set in your career. You had a plan for retirement. You had a plan, you retirement. had a path. Comes a pandemic, your company shuts down. Shuts down and you lose all, all yeah. of it. Yeah. What do you um, do? You know, there's so many ways that we can find ourselves in that place where we're just at the bottom. Yes. So Ruth... Ruth did a few things in, mm -hmm. with her life that I believe hold a key. And these are lessons that if you listen, if you internalize, if you apply them mm -hmm. to your lives, it can change your situation. I truly believe that the power of the scriptures in this story can change your situation. So yes. let's get into the lessons. This is, what, this is what happened to Ruth as she gets to Bethlehem. And Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, let me go to the field and glean among the ears of grain after him in whose sight I shall find favor. And she said to her, uh, Naomi said to her, go, my daughter. So instead of sitting around, instead of feeling sorry for herself, instead of looking at the obstacles, looking at all the list of things that we talked instead about. Instead of giving up. Yes, instead of giving up, she was determined to do something. And that's our first lesson of today. It's lesson number one from the life of Ruth. Do something. Just do something. Just take a step. Yes. Take whatever next step is an option, right? Yes. Maybe um, the next step is really just to update your resume. Yeah. Maybe the next step is to take a class. Yes. Maybe the next step is to get out of your room and go talk to somebody. 
Maybe the next step is pick up a book. Maybe the next step is go feel the sunshine in your face. Yeah. Whatever. One you got, you step. You got to do something. Do you something. You got to do something because we all go through things in life that can paralyze us. We all go through things in life that that make it seem like the world is against us. Like what we're facing is so dark or so heavy or so negative that it can break us and get us to a place where we feel like we're defeated mm -hmm. and discouraged. Mm -hmm. Like there's nothing we can do. There's no power within us. But if you let that sink in and you let that become the norm, it's going to be really hard for you to get out of that. Yeah. So allow the presence of God, allow your faith to lift you up. And I want to encourage you today to learn from Ruth and do something. Do something with your life. Do something with the possibilities that you have. It doesn't have to be a big thing. Mm -mm. It doesn't have to be something expensive or expansive or, you know, something complex. It can be something simple. Like Alina said, you could, you could be go go have a coffee with a friend. Take from the words of Anna, from the you know frozen <laughs> inspiration. Inspiration. Do the next right thing. Yes. You know, I mean, it's. I, I'm surprised you can quote that movie. Oh, I yeah, yeah I have girls. <laughs> we have um, three daughters. <laughs> um, do the next thing in front yeah. of you. It's you know, and it, it just like you said, it doesn't yeah. have to be a large thing. No. But what what what. Um, is detrimental in a situation is to stop. Yes. For some, to become indifferent. Yeah. For some of you, you might be connecting with a friend. This pandemic yeah. has you isolated. Or maybe something happened that you, you don't have anybody uh, near you. Or, or you need to take the first step. Go talk to somebody. Go have coffee with a friend. Mm -hmm. if for some of you, might be you need to start exercising. Mm -hmm. Things are not good. And, and you need to just move your body to get some, some joy back in your life, to, to get, get moving. For, for some of you, you need to go help a friend. Just go help somebody. You've been so consumed by thoughts of yourself, like just inwardly focused, that you just need to go help somebody. Go mow somebody's lawn. Go yeah. buy somebody a car. Go help somebody. Yeah. Right? Um, do something with your life. Do something with your energy, your talents. Um, and this is what happened. As Ruth was gleaning on the fields and following the reapers, she ended up on the fields of, of a man called Boaz. Now, Boaz was a wealthy man, and Boaz was a relative of, of Elimelech, Naomi's dead husband. It, this is important for the story. So Boaz takes notice of Ruth as she's gleaning on the fields and and uh, this happened next, the scripture. We go to the scripture, verse 8 of chapter 2. Then Boaz said to, said to Ruth, Now listen, my daughter, do not go glean in another field or leave this one, but keep close to my young women. Why? Those were dangerous fields. She could, she could get attacked, violated. Mm -hmm. she, could, she could have gotten taken advantage of because it's just a, a, a woman alone there. So he protects her. She, he says... Uh, uh, go, go, don't glean from another field. And he continues, let your eyes be on the field that they are reaping and go after them. Have I not charged the young men not to touch you? And when you are thirsty, go to the vessels and drink what the young men have drawn. This is what Boaz says to her, yes. right? So as she took the step to do yes. something, somebody else took notice mm -hmm. right 
Yeah. Somebody else took notice of what she was doing. Yeah. And we don't know how long that took. Mm-mm. But we know this, that because she kept working, because she kept showing up, because she was there again and again, she was noticed. She was noticed and protected. Yes. Mm-hmm. Boaz, the owner of the land, not only gave her access to the land, but she gave her protection mm-hmm. and gave her uh, uh, provision. Mm-hmm. Protection and provision mm-hmm. because she showed up. And this is our second lesson. Lesson two, diligence brings a great reward. It's important to be diligent. Every time. Every time. It is, you know, I, I, like, I have this personal in my story yeah. because... Like when the the pandemic hit, and everybody, every, the com, you know, everybody shut down, and we shut down at our company too. Yeah. And it was like, okay, now nobody's watching, and I have this job that I can do, and I can do it, um, just lackadaisically, like just do whatever is yeah. I'm being asked to do or whatever's in front of me, so that I just don't get fired, you know? Uh-huh. Just do it like that, and just get really collect a paycheck for doing minimal work or I could be diligent with what I've been entrusted and seek to stay connected and know more people and try to help out wherever else because my job had gotten you know so much simpler I had the opportunity now to say hey I have some bandwidth can I help with something Mm -hmm. else Mm -hmm. and just in doing that like I I mean I I was just promoted (laughs) and it was just yes the third time (laughs) and it was just it wasn't anything like major it was just diligence it's just to it it was just to hey keep doing the the right thing keep doing the work that's right you know engaging and that and there's always a reward to those that just engage and don't just go "Uh." notice ruth didn't demand no she didn't complain she just kept showing up. Yeah. There are doors that only diligence can open for you. Yeah. There's favor that only perseverance can unlock. And you got to know that diligence brings a reward. When you keep showing up, when you stay faithful, like Alini said, when, even when it's not easy, when, when you just keep going and keep doing it, what you're supposed to do, and you engage with good work and you do your best there's a reward on the other side of that. Let me encourage you to keep uh, going. Let us encourage you to yes. be diligent. We all can be tempted to complain. We can all be tempted to you know, say, oh, how bad we have it and, and tell people how, how bad life is and how the system is broken. And, but, but that's not very empowering. That, that doesn't bring energy to your spirit. That doesn't lift you up. That's not good. That's not encouraging. So focus on what you can do. There's only one person that you can control. It's you. There's only one person that you can change. It's you. And if you do your best day after day, after a long time, God will develop you and he'll bring those rewards. And the Bible also says that when you do it unto God, he sees. Yes. Right. And he is the rewarder. Yes. We sometimes think that, you know, we need people to see so that we could be rewarded. That's such a good point. But that's not it. The Lord sees. Your boss wasn't couldn't see you. No, she had no idea what I was or wasn't doing. Like no. But the Lord sees it. And he is the rewarder. Yes. And so we can trust yeah. that he's seeing what we're doing. And, and if you believe that God is your provider, not your job or your supervisor, you don't put your pressure on them. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. You don't put your pressure on that system. You wait on the Lord. And so you're free to have a great relationship with your superiors, with your peers, with your employees, with the people you supervise. You're free to, to relax and, and do yeah. your best because God is your source. Yep. That's right. So let's go on the next lesson. Um, this is what happens in the story next. Then she fell on her face, bowing to the ground, and said to him, Why have I found favor in your eyes, that, I should take, that you should take notice of me since I am a foreigner? She knew who she, who she was. Yes, yes. I love this about yeah. her. Because... She's not on. entitled. No. What are we really entitled to? Can, can we just, yes. like, we're not entitled to yeah. anything. Like, you, we work hard and we have hope and trust in the Lord that he sees it and he'll get us somewhere because he's faithful and he's kind. Yes. But it's because of the kindness of God. Yeah. Really, do we deserve anything? No. Yeah. We don't deserve anything. And, and she just that was had her that, approach. that thought, you know, yeah. like... Thank you. Like gratitude. Yeah, gratitude. Grateful. Yes. Gratitude is so beautiful and it's yeah. so um, appealing. Yes. You know, yes. I am sure that her gratitude made her more appealing, made more, yeah. made him even be, want to be more gracious yeah. to her because. And she could appreciate his gesture completely. Yeah. She wasn't like, yeah, I've been working here all day. I'm glad somebody noticed. Yeah. No, she was like, why would you notice me? Like, I'm just trying to be incognito. I'm just trying to gather some wheat so that we can eat. Like, I'm just trying to survive. I'm just glad he didn't kick me off his field. Exactly. Because he could have. Yeah. He could have just like, said, hey, I, get out. I, I'm trespassing here. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you're, you're blessing me? Mm-hmm. What have I done to deserve this? She was grateful. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's important that she's a foreigner. At the end of the, the, the message, you, you will realize why. So let's go. Let's go next because we still have a few lessons. The story continues. But Boaz answered her, All that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband has been fully told to me. And how you left your father and mother and your native land and came to a people that you did not know before. He continues, The Lord repay you for your, what you have done, and a full reward be given to you by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. Look at Boaz saying, I hope you get to know the love of this amazing God the, that has sustained us. The that rewarder. he may reward your diligence. Mm-hmm. Yes. And here we learn our third lesson from Ruth's story. Reputation matters. Your Your reputation matters. Notice that Boaz Boaz had heard about her. He knew about her before she even showed up. Reputation precedes us. Yes. Right? Yes. We have, like, when you have a good reputation. Especially good reputation. Yes. Bad reputation, too. Yeah. But But, when you have a good reputation, people want to work with you. They want to be in your life. When you're known for being kind, yeah. when you're known for being yes. hardworking, when you're known for yes. being... I mean, I know this because I just referred somebody to our company because I was like, no, you want her. Yes. Like, because... You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I know her her work and I know how diligent she is and yes. hardworking. I said, no, you want her. Yeah. Because reputation precedes you. That's right. Like... That's right. When you have... When you have uh, when you're a person of character, mm-hmm. when you have integrity, mm-hmm. uh, people know that they can trust you. They know that your word is your bond. 
they know that they can rely on you. They know mm-hmm. that they can count on what you say. Mm-hmm. And that is important. Mm-hmm. That matters. We live in a world that dismisses reputation. We live in a world that says, just do whatever you want. Take care of number one. Don't care about what everybody else thinks. Just do whatever you, you want. But here's the problem with that thought. Ten years go by, the same people that said, do whatever you want, will be digging up on your past to accuse you because yeah. that's what's happening. Yeah, it's, they say that, but they label you the yeah. first chance they get to label yes. you something. So yes. that's not really accurate either, yeah. right? Like, the reputation does matter. It always yes. matters. Yes. And we need to work hard to have yeah. a good yeah. reputation. Now, as the world condemns you and seeks to find fault in you, God does the opposite. Mm-hmm. This is what God does. For those of us who have not had a good rep- reputation before we met the Lord, for those of us who maybe right now you're struggling because if you look at your past, you go like, J.D., my past is not shiny. My past is not clean. Know that God is for you and he can wipe your slate clean. And from today on, you can begin to set a new standard for your lineage, a new standard for your life. If, if you come from a family of, of mess ups, if you come from a family that even your name is attached to something negative, know that you can make a difference. God can raise the standard yeah. of your whole lineage because of you. If you live like reputation matters and honor God with your character, honor God with your, we, with your integrity, we find this in scriptures. He will restore you. We find yeah. this in scriptures. He's a redeemer of yes. people. That's what God does. We find yeah. this with Rahab, yeah. who was a prostitute. Yeah. Another woman in the Bible, right? God redeemed her whole lineage. Yes. And Jesus ended up coming from that woman. Yeah. Right? Because God is a redeemer. Yeah. You do the right thing. And She's you, connected to Ruth. She's connected yeah. to Ruth. You make the right decisions, you will see that God will redeem yeah. not just you, but all those ahead yeah. of you. That's right. So God can change that. So let me encourage you to decide today to be a person of good character. Mm-hmm. To be a person of integrity. Not a pretender. Not a poser. Because no. there's comes too many passion. posers and, and that breaks easily. Yeah. Not somebody that is attracted to the image of someone good. Because we were the world is full of that. And that's just fake. No. Pretendinitis. Exactly. Pretendinitis. <laughs> great reference. Let's get rid of that. Great reference. <laughs> um, if, if, if you decide to say, God, building me a new heart. Give me a new heart. Give me, give me a sense of character. Give me, give me the desire to live a life of integrity. God will bless you and you will be blessed. You will see. So the story continues. And that evening, Ruth shows up at home with plenty of barley, plenty of wheat, and some leftover food. She comes in with a big basket. And, and Naomi gets curious. She's like, what happened today? Mm-hmm. Who did you meet? Like, what's going on? So this is where we pick up on verse 19. And the mother-in-law, her mother-in-law said to her, Where did you glean today? And where have you worked? Blessed be the man who took notice of you. So she told her mother-in-law, that's Ruth, uh, with whom she had worked and said, the, ma- the man's name whom I worked today is Boaz. Now listen to this. And Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, Ruth did not know this. 
May he be blessed by the Lord, whose kindness has not forsaken the living or the dead. Naomi said also to her, the man is a close relative of ours, one of our redeemers. Now, this is an important thing in the story. We continue. And Ruth the Moabite said, besides, he said to me, you shall keep close to my young men until they have finished all my harvest. So now she has a job. Ruth basically like... (laughs) She can go and, and, like, she has security. Mm-hmm. She has job security. And things are looking up. Because she decided to do something, mm-hmm. because she was diligent mm-hmm. and received the reward of her diligence, because uh, she had a good reputation, now she's not in that place of tragedy anymore. Notice, mm-hmm. things are beginning to change. Things are changing. The sun is rising in that dark season, and it's yeah. beginning to get brighter. And here's our next lesson. God's favor is no coincidence. And what I mean by this lesson, what we mean by this lesson is this. Don't dismiss a moment of favor that looks like a coincidence and chuck it out as a coincidence when God is actually giving you favor with somebody, a situation, an opportunity. Walk in confidently and recognize that God is in that situation. Mm -hmm. Because that's what happened to her. God's favor was with her, and, 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 and Ruth was able not only to glean from that field, but she had no clue who he was. Yeah. When, she, when, she, when she decided to go glean from, from reapers, she didn't know she was going to end up. She was just trying to eat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And this happens, like, this happens often in our lives. Yeah. Little moments, little coincidences. That's right. That we like to just say, ah, oh, you know, that kind of nice or whatever or maybe I didn't you know like I for instance I like to always put it into you know something that's happened in our lives but when I was applying for this uh, job um, this is a year and a half ago I was applying for it um, God had given me a word that he had spoken to my heart for the couple of months right before to that before you know actually applying for the job and I had this word that is just it's, it was gonna. It was speaking to me. It was representing something, and so I go to my interview. And now this is a building. That they have like five or six floors in the whole building. They have several. The company rooms. has the company all six floors. All yeah. six, six, seven floors. I don't know, but they have at least what fifty conference rooms. I don't know a bunch of conference rooms. Okay, and each one of these conference rooms are named. Now I'm brought in. Up to the interview room. In this floor that I'm being interviewed, there's like 10 other conference rooms. I don't know how many. But they put me in a conference room that is the exact word that God had spoken to me two months prior. What word was it? Warrior. My word. Warrior. It was that he he put me in. I mean, the person, the the representative put me in the warrior room. And I when I walked in, I chuckled. I was Mm -hmm. like, okay. Like. It took out all the pressure because I know that with God, he does little yeah. things like that to kind yeah. of show us that he's present, Yeah, you know? And I, like, I think a lot of people just kind of go, oh, no, no big deal. Yeah. Okay, that, you know, cool, whatever. Yeah. But if you look for God, mm-hmm. he is in those moments. Yeah. And these little things are like, I like to call yeah. them kisses from heaven because they're like little touches of his kindness yeah. showing us that he is guiding our steps. Now, Naomi told Ruth that he was a redeemer. And this Mm -hmm. is an important little piece of information that Boaz was a redeemer because in that culture, uh, women couldn't hold property on their own. 
-hmm. They had to have a husband. Mm -hmm. And when Elimelech died, and Chilion died, and Malon died, all their property went up for the Redeemer. Mm -hmm. So uh, the Redeemer has a chance of redeeming all those properties, all, all of that. And obviously the women have a say in it, but while they're alive, they, they, have, they could be redeemed. Mm -hmm. And so Naomi connects the dots. And she goes like, God is in this thing. Mm -hmm. It's not by chance. It's not by chance. There's Out of no all way the that fields, you, would, that you, you ended up in his. Bump into his field and that he would find favor. Like that he would look notice at you, you and notice you and, mm -hmm. and you would find favor with him. Mm -hmm. So let me encourage you. Let us encourage you today. When you have those God moments, don't ignore don't them. Ignore them. Suppress them. Yes. Push them aside. Don't, don't forget. Yeah, don't ignore them. Keep your eyes and your heart open because. It's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence that you got that job when other people more qualified than you had applied and didn't get it. Mm -hmm. God wants you there. Mm -hmm. It's no coincidence that you met that person and you needed exactly what that person had to offer you. The information, the contact, the, the expertise. Yep. Yep. It's no coincidence that you have favor with that stranger that came up to you and decided to help you. It's no coincidence. It's the favor of God. God is working. He is leading you. He's using these situations to push you forward and get you toward his plan. Uh, get you into the track for his plan that he yeah. has for you. What are the chances that Ruth would end up on that, on that field that day? Yeah. That he did, did, did she that would run would into that back, person. That they would come back to Bethlehem and end up yeah. at his, right? Like yeah. anywhere else she could have gone. Exactly. You don't know what God is doing. We don't know what God is doing. So when he, when he drops those moments of favor, don't ignore it. Let's go. Mm -hmm. Next lesson. Okay, before I read this passage, um, I need to set this up for you because uh, it, a few things happen between... Um, Naomi thinking, oh my gosh, he's a redeemer. And this passage, because this is the moment when Naomi comes up with a plan for Ruth and says, listen, you have to step in and you have to make yourself available to be redeemed. So I want you to find a moment where you can be alone with him after dinner. And she told her exactly what to do so that he, know, he will know that you are available, that you're interested and Naomi does exactly that. She shows up uh, to Boaz, lets him know that she is, a, she basically proposed to him. <laughs> so for those of you that thought that it was a new thing for women to propose. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and Boaz was pleasantly surprised. He was pleasantly surprised. And this was his reply. So this is what we're reading. And now, my daughter, do not fear. I will do for you what you ask. For all my fellow townsmen know that you are a worthy woman. And now it is true that I am a redeemer. Yet there is a redeemer nearer than I. Remain tonight and in the morning. If he will redeem you, good, let him do it. But if he is not willing to redeem you, then as the Lord lives, I will redeem you. Lie down until the morning. So our fifth lesson is very simple and kind of follows lesson four. Simply follow favor. When God gives you favor, follow it. Don't try to force a situation. Don't try to create a moment. Just follow favor because God works through his favor. 
Yeah, there there are moments where you think you're going in the right direction, and then mm-hmm. you get this like red flag or a door closes, and you're almost tempted to be upset, right? Yeah. Not tempted, you get upset. Like you were thinking you were doing the right thing. You yeah. think you were following favor, right, and going in that direction, and all of a sudden the door shuts, and it's really frustrating. Uh huh. Right. I have learned not to try to knock down the door. Yeah. But just allow it to close, process the closure, yeah. because you will have certain emotions, it's okay, mm-hmm. but then move on to the next and wait for God to show you which door he has. Yeah. Because God doesn't close doors and leave you with no, no. no doors. He closes one and opens another. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard for us because we wanted that door. Yeah. Because and we wanted that, that door at that time. At that time. We yeah. wanted that door at that time yeah. in that way, right? Yeah. And often God is like, it's not, it's not the way. It's not that way. And maybe yeah. it's not now. Maybe mm-hmm. it's not ever. But yeah. God will open up something else for you. Yes. If you're just willing to trust him. Yeah. Right. So f- I, I love this. Follow yeah. wherever his favor is leading. Follow favor. And there, there's favor around you. Mm-hmm. God will give you favor in situations around you. But he also gives you favor within you. The favor of God is what granted you your abilities. The favor of God is what gave you the, the way you think, the way you process information. And that's important because you have a knack for things that other people might not have a knack for. Mm-hmm. Ruth, her ability was to reap fields. And she went and did that. She did what she could. Mm-hmm. And she followed the favor of God within her mm-hmm. and the favor of God around her. You might have a talent that you're not using right now. Engage it. Use that talent. Follow that favor that God has given you in that ability. Because and don't despise it. Don't despise it. Because God, God will use it. Follow God's favor in your life. Yeah. Some people, and, uh, we, we want to have someone else's favor, right? Yeah. Sometimes they're like, oh, that favor looks better. Yeah. You know, don't despise yours. Yes. Last lesson is this. We'll go to verse 9 um, of uh, chapter 4. And this is when Boaz actually goes to redeem her. Um, Then Boaz said to the elders and all the people, You are witnesses this day that I have bought from the hand of Naomi all that belong to Elimelech and all that belong to Chilion and to Malon. Also Ruth the Moabite, the widow of Malon, I have bought to be my wife, to perpetuate the name of the dead in his inheritance, the name of the dead may not be cut off from among his brothers and from the gate of his native place. You are my witness this day. So Boaz goes to the elders of the town. These are the rulers. This is the council that rules uh, their community. And he redeems Ruth. And he buys all the property that belonged to Elimelech. And he redeems that. Uh, um, and, and, and he becomes Ruth's husband in the name of her former How special, husband. right? So special. Such wow. a special culture. Such a special man, yes. too, to say, yes. you know what? I'm going to redeem that man who he might have not even known. No. Probably did not know him at all. Now, here's, here's where I want you to understand. She's a foreigner. Mm-hmm. She was alone. She didn't get into this for this. Mm-mm. But because of all the things that she did, um, now she not only has her husband inheritance, she has the inheritance that was going to go to her sister-in-law who walked away. Mm-hmm. That's hers too. Mm-hmm. And she has the inheritance of her mother-in-law. 
it's all within her scope now. <laughs> it's all within her presence. Um, and so the elders not only agreed, but they blessed Ruth. They blessed her. Um, and they blessed her posterity. And here is the last lesson of today for you. Your history does not determine your destiny. Praise Jesus. Mm. Mm-hmm. See, when you engage life by doing something with it, when you do what Ruth did and you are diligent to do what God has put in front of you, when you hold a good reputation by being a person of good character, by being a person of integrity, when you make it a point to recognize God's favor and not chuck it off as a coincidence or you know something simple, but you see the special in God's favor, and when you follow His favor, then you'll be able to break through whatever glass ceiling is trying to keep you down. Whatever situation that you might be facing right now or you might have faced in the past that still has a hold on you, when you do those things, you will live this lesson. Yes. That your past, your history, does not determine your destiny. God has something greater for you. He has, you are not your past. Yeah. You are not what happened to you. God has something amazing for you. So keep walking. Keep working. It's not going to just gonna happen like a magic trick. And to that effect, you're also not your parents' past. Yes. Your grandparents' yes. past. And whatever lineage you yes. have come from, whatever their history and their decisions led up to, right? You're also not that. Just because yes. your parents did it and your grandparents did yes. it and whoever else did it does not mean you have to. Yes. You can break free from that as well. Yeah. Now, I want you to understand that this went much deeper and much farther in Ruth's life than she could ever imagine. And the same is true for you. Learn from this woman today. For your life, learn from what God did in her life. Because when you allow God to guide you, remember she told Ruth, she told Naomi, your God will be my God. Mm -hmm. She was making a commitment to the God of Abraham. She was making a commitment to the God Almighty. And you allow your life to be guided by him. Mm-hmm. Ruth and Boaz, they had a son. Mm-hmm. They named that son Obed. Mm-hmm. Obed had a son, and he named that son Jesse. And Jesse had Jesse had sons. sons that we know of, mm-hmm. and one of them was David, who King later David. became King David. And King we David. know that in the lineage of King David, yes. we find... Our Lord and Savior. Our Lord and Savior, Jesus. Jesus came from the house of David. Now, Ruth had no idea <laughs> that when she was leaving her family behind, when she was clinging to Naomi thousands of years ago, we would be talking about her today. Yep, she we had would a be learning from her life today. To her she story. didn't know her life was going to become scripture. Mm-mm. She didn't know her life was going to think she was be referred to. She was trying to survive. She was trying to survive. Right? Like how many of us have been in that situation where for an instant or for a moment in our lives, I just need to survive right now. Mm. Can I encourage you th- yes. this morning to s- survive yes. with integrity? Yes. Survive with yes. favor. Survive with God. Yes. Don't just survive like 
I'm just going to open up my Ooh, eyes and stay good. here. But survive the right way, you know, survive with these lessons that Ruth has given us. Yes, sometimes you have to survive. Yeah. But there is a way to survive, too. Yeah. There is a way to survive and then begin to take steps towards finding the redemption. Yeah in whatever the circumstance or whatever has, you know, come and whatever's happened in your life. And it's, it's going to outlast you. Taking, taking these lessons and practice, practicing them will outlast you. Listen, Ruth had no idea None. that in by clinging to her mother-in-law and honoring that widower who could do nothing for her, her descendant would slay giants mm -hmm. and, and defeat Goliath. She had no idea that by doing that, by gleaning from a field diligently and finding favor with the owner, her descendant would go to a cross and save the world. And we would be talking and learning from her today. Yeah. Let me tell you that God has a plan for your life. Yeah. He has a plan for your life today. And he's going to use every single thing in your life. The blessings and the tragedy. Mm -hmm. The victories and the losses. Mm -hmm. The joy, the happiness, and the pain. Yeah. He's going to use everything. You might have gone through tragedy. You might have gone through loss. You might have have deep scars in your soul. Know that God is going to use you and He will redeem Amen. you. Amen. He will redeem you like Boaz redeemed Ruth. And you will see the blessing of the Lord. The blessing of the Lord in your life, in the land of the living know that today and learn from ruth today woof it is a powerful story can we encourage you read ruth yes and learn from you know watch what she did how it went about it's a great story to read we love you so so yeah. much and we want you to understand that the reason why we do everything here at connect community is because we believe that god can write a new story in your life yeah whether you're living life okay or whether life has been bad it could be that your life is okay and you're like lukewarm just going through life you know god can take you to the next level yeah. he can change your life he can help you overcome bad habits he can he can make you the person that you know on the inside that god has already sown the seeds that you are supposed to be that's why we exist as a, as a church to pray for you to point you to our god to help you overcome things so we love you so so much and the first thing that you need is a fresh start with christ a fresh start with god and this is the moment where we want to give you the opportunity to do just that to begin fresh yeah life really begins afresh and new when you start a relationship with jesus mm. can i just tell you no matter what the your story or your history has been like when you start to walk with jesus things just change they just begin to change and i can't explain the hows of it but i know from personal experience and story after story after story of people that we've walked with that the yeah. moment you say yes to a relationship this is not an invitation to religion this is an invitation to a relationship to be and walk with god on the daily like yeah. every day yeah is to have that connection with him so that someone is in control because yeah. we have the wrong understanding thinking that we can control things when in fact we can't we no, don't we know can't. our tomorrow but no. god does god does and because he does and when we're in relationship with him he begins to guide our steps 
and then many things like what happened in Ruth's life will begin to happen in your life because so you're in relationship with the one who knows tomorrow. Yeah. And we want to invite you to begin a relationship with him right now. Whether you're listening to this on a podcast or you're watching with us on Sunday morning, maybe later, maybe you're going to watch this months later. Know that this day, this moment is a God moment in your life. Yes. And I want to invite you to begin a relationship with him. Will you pray after me? right now exactly where you are if you can say these words out loud say them if you're in a place where you can't say them out loud just say it in your spirit you're listening on your headphones say it in your spirit say dear jesus, dear jesus come into my heart i give you my past i give you my present i give you my future i give you the tragedies the pain the victories the joy i give you it all and i ask you Make me new. Make me I new. want a fresh start with you. I want a fresh start. Guide my life from Guide this day forward. From this day I forward. repent of my sins. I of my sins. And I ask you to be my Lord and, and be my Savior from today and forevermore. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Listen, if you pray that simple prayer, we believe something new began, a new relationship with God, and we want to encourage you to do three things. The first is this. Allow today to be a day of new beginnings. Tomorrow, something is going to happen in your mind and, and the enemy is going to say it was just a coincidence. It, it wasn't anything special. No, no, no. The favor of God has reached you today and a new beginning has started in your life. Yes. So allow every day to be a day of new beginnings. You're not the same person anymore. So live like it every day. Invite God's guidance every day. When the day begins, say, God, guide me, lead me today. Second thing is this, we ask you to give you a year of our life, of your life. Come be a part of Connect Community. Uh, join our in-person services. Our next in-person service is next Sunday. We're still in the pandemic schedule. We're about to change. Things are going to be great. But come back, come, come back as often as you can. Give us a year of your life. And the third thing is you got to do this with others and read the scriptures as well. Allow yourself to be rooted in the scriptures. If you don't have a Bible, we'll give you an actual Bible, but there are apps out there. A great one is YouVersion. It's a great Bible app that you can read every day. Start with the Gospels. Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John are the books in the Gospels. And if you do that, we believe something new will begin in your life. And your life will be changed forever. It, mine has. Yes. All of ours has. Mm -hmm. Yes. So. Next Sunday, we'll see you in person, and we're going to give you some details about our future schedule uh, as we approach this new season. Um, we're in tune with the state of Connecticut, see what their determination is going to be. We meet at a, at a public building, a, a, a city cool. building, a school mm -hmm. building, so we need to wait for their guidance. But um, we love you so much. We can't wait to see you next Sunday. Come back for part three of who's, who's that, that lady because we're gonna we're gonna see some, some other ladies yes there yes. are some awesome ladies in the bible yeah we love you guys have a great great week god see bless ya.